This episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Image Comics. Image Comics, we started in the 90s with a bunch of ragtag rebels from Marvel. And we've grown into what you see before you. Hundreds and hundreds of comics released each and every year in a variety of genres. But all kind of supernatural-ish. So, check out Image Comics for incredible variety of comics that are all kind of supernatural-ish. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 741 for comics originally coming out June the 14th and June the 15th. But before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops, this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, Drew, catch me up on all the wonder going on in the world of comics. Well, uh, I did get the, um, the latest Obi-Wan watched. Ooh, it's about time. Fun stuff. Well, it came out this week, didn't it? Did it not? Come out this week. Wednesday. I mean, what are you waiting for, man? And I also watched the uh, Ms. Marvel. That, that, was, that was, I was waiting for you to tell me if that's worth watching. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it, it's. I mean, I, I thought it was decent. It's just like, like you know how sometimes uh, Disney Nickelodeon shows might be good. Yeah, like well done, but you know they're really not for you. They're really mm-hmm. not your your audience. You're not the audience for them. This might be what this is. I'm not a hundred percent sure this is really for me. Um, it's it's a little light, a little young skewing. Um, they you know, changed her origin. You know the Terrigen mists are gone. Oh no! Yeah, so she gets her powers a different way. Um, she has like a techie sidekick, very much like uh, Peter Parker, <laughs> very Ned Leeds. Yeah, well, he's like a tech wizard mm-hmm. building stuff. So, uh, I mean, I, I thought it was pleasant enough of a show. I just don't know if it's really for me, and do I really need to watch it? I don't know. How many episodes are we getting on that one? Six as well? I would guess six, yeah. There you go. Seems to be the standard. But I, I did not even look that up. This is the actress's first movie, first show, first anything. And I thought she did fine. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So, good. I, I mean... It's something you could watch with your daughter. I think she might like it. There you go. We uh we've finished all the Spider Man and we are running through Iron Man and starting the MCU over. Carson was telling me that, yeah. he, and I was like, "You went through all those?" And I asked him his favorite. He said it was uh, No Way Home, his mm-hmm. favorite. But he also liked the second Tobey Maguire a lot. Yeah, that was one of his favorites. So yeah. thought that was interesting. Very much so. No, Very much so. No love for Andrew Gar- Garfield. I mean, comparatively, no, but independently, he, he very much enjoyed them. But, you know, there's only, only so many rhinos and electros that yeah. can be had. Yeah, he said, now you're working through uh, Iron Man? Well, I, I said, do you want to just start the MCU from the beginning? So did you do Incredible Hulk? Hypothetically, that's right after Iron Man, but I think I'm going to skip that one because it's muy irrelevante. Yeah. Hey, I don't think there's any. 
I don't think there would be anything in there. Mm-mm. It's been so long since I've seen it, so I don't know. Yeah, that's cool. Wife and I still haven't started our Star Wars deep dive. Ooh, well, you guys aren't going on a deep dive, but that's okay. Well, deep dive for us. Okay. Rewatch of all the movies. We did have a tornado warning, so we were going to watch Twister again. But then we t- had a legit tornado two hills over. Uh, yeah, we, we they they said it was a warning, so that means it's around, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we went out to look for it because that's what you do <laughs> when you're in Ohio. Yeah, so we went out looking around for it. We didn't see it anywhere, it, but it, yeah, it was like weird storms and horizontal rain and all that stuff. But I didn't actually see a tornado. But you got one closer. Mm-hmm. And as per usual, when horrific and tornadoes and things happen, my wife leaves me for the fire department with the children. <laughs> she's really not a fireman, dude. It's just, she, just, <laughs> she just leaves you. doesn't want to put up with my bull crap. <laughs> That's a good, way, a good reason to get out of get there. Get me away from this dramatic boy. So did it do any damage to any people or anything? Nah, it was at, when it did the little touchdown stuff, it was out in the field. Yeah. But it was pretty dope. A lot of people had cameras and stuff like But nothing too crazy. Knock your power out? Just for a skosh in the, in the evening, yeah. Cool. But Obi-Wan, I've been enjoying it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's well done. Four nice. was very good. I'm, I, I've got speculations and hopes and... <laughs> thoughts and with two more two more episodes the things you want two in more there. episodes you know obviously third sister is going to have some background and hopefully there's some things that explain things in there and then i'm hoping timelines you know line up and maybe uh, we get some 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 appearances from pe- some people i'm really hoping we see but we'll see i've come full circle on the little actress that plays leia mm-hmm that plays young, yeah. I didn't like the way she ran in the first <laughs> first episode. Like she ran, and I was like, "People don't run like that." Oh, what's this kid doing? The kids never. In what world are you a running expert? I, I've never seen a little kids run like that. She looks like she's like a munchkin running, and I'm like, what's this going on? And so that bothered me. That took. Now I think she's just adorable. And a great little actress, and I'm really, I, I really like her. And I root for her, so I've come full circle. There you go. She very much pulls off the "Hey, ten year olds are annoying" thing. <laughs> and you could see her grow up to be Carrie Fisher. Like, yep, hundred percent. Yeah, I think. And was that Ice Cube's son? Yeah, that's O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, it's a tiny part, but. Interesting. Yeah. Universe somehow. And maybe he's got two more episodes. We, maybe he'll do something. I was going to say, yeah. we shall see. Um, What are we on? We are on image, sir. It's time to look at image previews. Image previews. Of course, we love to dig through the previews and see what's going on in the world of comics. Drew and I kind of peruse through and see what catches our eye for our own order and share that with you and see if anything we think uh, could be the next big thing or the thing to really keep an eye on here. 
Drew and I are on digital page 40 here, but the actual page 31 of your previews are the good friends at Image, and we're starting yet again with another 30th anniversary item, The Last Shadowhawk number 1. Jesus. And we get like oh, two dozen oh. covers here. Yeah. Was Valentino? That was his book back in the day? I didn't read I don't know. I was going to say I wasn't reading, reading Image 30 years ago, unfortunately. But it's neat to see him revisiting it, but You'd be I don't know. Liefeld covers, Valentino covers, Philip. We also have the last Shadowhawk number one in 3D as a one-shot as well. Yeah, I mean, they're leaning right into the nostalgia, so people that would just love them, some old-school old image can enjoy this. I don't happen to suffer that affliction. Um, I don't really have any nostalgia for any of the old image stuff. So now if you start doing, Oh yeah. Even, even walking dead, I think I got my fill of walking dead. I don't even think I'm nostalgic for walking dead anymore. So and that was only what do anything hmm. for me. And I'm not going to spend eight bucks on it, but yeah. enjoy. All right. Moving on from that. We have love everlasting. Number one, Tom King and Elsa Carriotaire. Yeah, what's this? A romance comic? Yeah, verse from Superstar Award-winning creator Tom King and Elsa Charioteer comes a new ongoing new series in the traditions of Sandman and Saga. Uh, Joan Peterson discovers that she is trapped in an endless, terrifying cycle of romance. A problem to be solved, a man to marry, and every time she falls in love, she's torn from her world and thrust into another teary saga. Her bloody journey to freedom and revelation starts in this breathtaking, groundbreaking first issue. Sounds like the dating world, eh? Right, ladies? Hey, now. Uh, we've all been there. No, I don't think I have, actually. It's a romance comic that's anything but a romance comic about a heroine who finds herself in a storybook romance and then in another storybook romance again and again and again and again. Reminiscent of Groundhog Day and being John Malkovich. I like both those movies. Do you have a preference on these covers? They're all kind of eh. Eh, nothing. And we're not seeing C. I like the old-timey cover B, which is based on some of the old Ten Centers. I think i would wait for the Jenny Frizen during FOC. See what go. that looks like. It's probably going to be good. Very, very toned down for a Tula Lote cover D. I was expecting more. Now this Elsa Chertier, is that what you, is that how you went with, what you went with? That's not what I went with, but go for it. Chertier? Um Anyway, her style is pretty interesting. We're, we get to see some interior pages. Um, I like it. I like it. It feels old school. Yeah. Very much old school comic booking. Tom King haters will not like this, and they'll find reasons to to post panels out of context and, and hate on it, but I'm going to give it a shot. That's something I will like. This is something I will like. There you go. Will you like Old Dog Number 1 from Declan Shalvey doing the writing and the art and the A cover? Oh. So this is Winter Soldier meets Mission Impossible. Uh, in a Bourne-esque action espionage blowout. Yeah, I probably will like this. Um, if this is like... 
um, thirst for vengeance or something in that vein, um, Punisher-esque. Um, yeah, this looks pretty good. I like, yeah, I like it. All the covers look good. The in- internal art looks all right. Yeah, it looks, yeah, it looks good. Declan, Declan's good. You know, just, you can just tell, you know, some, some pages he, um, doesn't put a lot of detail into just to get the point across. And sometimes he just masterclass, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in that, um, that mm-hmm. van, that spy van, you know, they've got a lot of stuff strewn about and it's very detailed. So you just never, you never know what he's going to spend the time on, but yeah, good, good cartooning, obviously a passion project. He's doing it all. Um, he wants to get some of that. He wants to get into that Chip Zdarsky tier, so he's got to do it all to get there. Um, good stuff. Hmm, very cool. Next, we have 20th Century Men of a six-issue series by Dennis Camp uh, with art by S. Morian. And the thing I like, they've got an extra-length first issue, you know, for $4, but they're giving us over 40 pages. At the end of the 20th century, superheroes, geniuses, madmen, and activists rush towards World War III. A Soviet iron hero, a super-powered American president, and an insane cyborg soldier, an Afghan woman hellbent on building a better life for her people. These strange yet familiar beings collide in a story that mixes history, politics, and comics and comic book mythology into something totally new. Welcome to the 20th Century Men, where the edge of our reality and fiction touch, overlap, and then explode. So you have like eight main characters, but only six issues. That seems... Yeah. And it's, it's, it looks like a mech. Is he in a mech? Yeah. Yeah, he very much seems mechanized. Anti-mech. I'm, I'm not a big... You know, might as well be a Gundam at this point. Yeah. But it, but it does look nice. Yeah. I'll probably half-heartedly read that first issue. Begrudgingly read it? Yeah, like, ah, check it out. <laughs> but I will. It'll have to do a lot to impress me. There you go. Dead Lucky number one, Melissa Flores with French Carlo Mang- Magno. I almost said Mango, but Magno. This is just an on- a nice new ongoing. They're telling us this is Deadly Class meets Radiant Black. In this action-packed addition to the massive verse, yeah, I like half of that. Yeah, what's the massive verse? Do I know what that the is? Great questions. I I assume we do. Hmm. Yeah, I must have missed out on the massive stuff. It's not like the massive. That I know from Brian Wood. The Massive Verse is a shared superhero universe first seen in 2021 with the launch of Radiant Black. Yeah. It is primarily published through Image Comics. Yeah. So it's all, yeah, his stuff that I, yeah, and since I'm not reading that. So I just, I looked that up in order to convince you not to read it. Is that what I just did? Well, I, I was kind of leaning towards, it, it did, did describe it as half, half Radiant Black. I mean, it said half, half mm. Deadly Class, which I'm a big fan of, but you know, I'm not reading a lot of um, Radiant Black anymore, so. There you go. Deadliest Bouquet of a five-issue series from Erica Schultz with art by Carolo Borelli and Gab Carteret. Contreras. I knew I knew that word. 
Yeah, but Jason interviewed her about this. There you go. Jasmine Hawthorne was a hard-edged Nazi hunter who trained her children well in the art of espionage. But in 1998, when her complicated past finally catches up with her, it's up to her three estranged daughters, Rose, Poppy, and Violet. <laughs> I see what they did there. To solve their mom's murder, if they can't avoid killing each other in the process, Charmed meets Charlie's Angels. I'm probably checking this one out. This is, yeah, this, is my this has like the kitchen written all over. Yeah, kind of I can see that. I can see that. I'm kind of happy that we're you know Image is starting to crank out a bunch of series here because we've now have Golden Rage number one, Chrissy Williams and Lauren Knight on this one, uh, four dollars thirty two pages for this mini series in a world where older women who've been deemed useless to society are abandoned on an island golden rage documents their golden years of making friends baking desserts and fighting to the death <laughs> i love it what a concept yeah okay i'm gonna give you the the the, the tagline stuff here battle royale meets the golden girls but with less cheesecake eating and more right hook swinging. Oh, man. The ladies don't look that old, but <laughs> I guess some of them do. Some of them. Look what old. would you consider an older woman, Drew? Okay, so the the first interior page, uh, the bonfire page with mm-hmm. the, the girl in the upper left-hand corner. Yep, like, dark hair. Yeah. What, what is she, 30s? Maybe 40s? I'm going to give her a 43. Yeah. So it doesn't seem that old. Yeah. Doesn't seem that old. But then, the, then there's some old blue hairs down there. There you go. With pearls and, you know, white hair. And yeah, so those are old ladies for sure. Very cool. Love the concept. Um, definitely going to check this out. Interior art looks fine. Um, great cover with the grandma charm bracelet and the cover B is good too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff there. And in images ever attempt to just shovel money towards our good buddy, Rob Liefeld brigade number one remastered edition. So, uh, the 1992 comic of brigade being offered again in, you know, essentially a facsimile edition um, with 46 Rob Liefeld covers. So <laughs> have at she enjoy yeah. again, not for me, but, but that. I am excited drew. And why am I excited? Shirtless bear fighter two. Oh a yeah. Seven issue series. Jody Lehoop and Nil Vandrell. Is that the same? Is that the initial creative team or of the first one? Yeah, same guys. So I thought, finally, the man, the myth, the legend, shirtless bear fighter returns to the war on Bearer instead of terror. You see what I did there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In a wild new action comedy with higher stakes, new characters, and all the heart and hilarity you'd expect from the series co-creators. This time, Shirtless searches for his true origin, set, and this sets him on a cosmic collision course with the bear god, Ursa Major. The battle begins August with this 32-page ad-free, side-splitting, flapjacked fury. 
<laughs> That's great. Um, some cool covers. I really like the. I the love retro. the pa- yeah Paolo Rivera there, but that's unfortunately a one in ten. Which I can I can roll with a one in ten on something I think is a good commodity. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, it l- looks good. I'm excited for this one. I'll definitely read it. Yeah, funny stuff. Let's see here from Joshua or uh, Jonathan Luna. We have twenty XX transport transport. This is a four dollar one shot. You don't see that very often. Mm-mm. And I've already read this actually. Okay, this is this is. But um, was it in color? Uh I don't remember. I read it on Panel Syndicate, and it was. Uh, if you're familiar with Panel Syndicate, where you pay what you digital, want, pay what you want, digital comics, um, and download it as a PDF or as a CBR, CBC. And um, then uh, pay whatever you want, including zero, because that is a number. This so is you can true. Pay whatever you want on that, um, and it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I hope we get more. But they are making a full deal of it, presented in full color. I'm assuming what you read was sketchy. <laughs> yeah, it must have been. Um, it must have been black and white. Boy, do I want this next item, Drew? And I don't normally get excited for hardcovers, but die. Has this awesome hardcover issues one through twenty in this beautiful black cover here by this Karen Gillan. Um, six hundred and fifty-six pages, exactly for sixty bucks in the oversized hardcover edition, and you're going to get it for less than that. At I was going to say we're going to order it for like thirty bucks, and this is just going to be twenty issues of dopeness. In yeah. the '90s, six teenagers disappeared into a fantasy role-playing game. Only five return nearly thirty years later. These broken adults are dragged back to discover the game isn't finished with them yet. So, like I always thought. Talked about this is like Jumanji and D and D. Yep, definitely. And, and I loved the love first. Two, I loved the first trade and a half that I read and didn't read more. And this is the perfect place to just get it all and read it right here. Yeah, maybe that'll make you read it. Correct. Yeah, since you've been if you invest that much in it, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Monkey meat trade paperback five issues of that for seventeen dollars. few other tra- uh, trade paperbacks and hardcovers. I'm not familiar with Mr. Levenstein Mm-mm. and Failure. Newburn, though, that's, that'll be great. Yeah. Eight, one through eight. That's a good trade. Not just, you know, five or is six. Eight issues in that first trade paperback for 17 bucks. Is it 20 bucks? 17? 17, 17 for, eight? for eight issues is a pretty darn good that's a heck of a deal. There you go. Rogue Son doing it right with that $10 trade for one through six. Our good friend Ryan Perot doing that. So that's awesome. I would never do that. You would never do $10 for 176 pages of goodness? No way, man. No way. I would never give it up for that. Too cheap. I'd give you four, maybe four issues for 10 bucks, Maybe. But Saga hooked so many. Six yeah. issues, 10 bucks. But just stay down. None of these books are soccer. Including Step by Bloody Step by your good boy Cy Spurrier. He's given us four issues for 17 bucks, so he's, his math's a little fuzzy. Yeah. But that's a good looking book, too. Hey, there's a 
on page. What is this? Cover Girls? 62, yeah. <laughs> I knew where your eyes stopped. Gillum March. Cover Girls trade paperback and Cover Girls 2. Mm-hmm. And I love the, the, the first blurb for Cover Girls says Rising Star Gillum March. And then if you go to Cover Girls 2, lo- lower half of the same page, Superstar Artist. So he's made it. He was a rising star up here. <laughs> Midway between he, page 62 and page 62, he found, he, his, he found his voice. He's been, he's been promoted from so rising star. So much so that he's charging an additional $10 for the next book. But this is yeah. one of uh, dope covers, apparently. Hundreds of full-color images featuring the sexiest girls from oh, the these aren't, work. These aren't comics. No, this is covers. Oh, I don't want Hence that. the title. Well, Cover girls. All right. So we spent all that time and we've now moved on. I mean, I, I think he's great. But yeah. I don't just want to look at pictures. I like a story. Even it. if they're hot, sexy pictures. Yes. You lost me at hot, sexy pictures. <laughs> Gideon Falls, Radiant Black, Spawn Origins, Sweet Paprika, Volume 2. All kinds of different trades and everything rounding out some of the other image stuff. And then we're... Tossing some of our ongoing books back here. Bloodstained Teeth continuing on. The Closet from our boy James Tinian finishing up with its third uh, issue. Deadly Class 56. When is it over? It's getting there. It's getting there. Part 8. Fond Farewell Part 8. Could be. That could be it. That could be it. We're very close to the end. Your boy Sinkevich doing a cover yeah. B. There it is. There's series finale. This is it. Oh, yeah. There it goes. I didn't see it. See it in the green there. Yeah. That's the last one. Yeah. Um, $4 for the series finale. J.G. Yeah. Jones giving us an awesome cover. I love J.G. Jones covers. I don't think sales have been great. I think Rick Remender is saying he just... They made a decision. He and Wes Craig made a decision to finish it up. Um, Should I put my Deadly Class 1 up now? Yeah, I mean, you know, with the debacle of sci-fi mm-hmm. option, um, I, don't, I don't think it's going to get another bite at the apple. You never know. Things get resurrected, but, I mean, that was the chance, right? Yeah. And it should have. It was so good. It was, it was well so well done. done. And for them not to take a chance, and no other streamer in the the cesspool of streamers that are out there, none of them picked it up. Yeah. I just can't believe it. I still can't believe it. It was so good. It's it's we're 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 almost on a uh, Serenity type deal here, but oh well. Yeah. So if you can dump it and make some money, go go. I would say go ahead. I don't need to keep keep hold of it. Department of Truth twenty one. Do a power bomb number three. Eight billion genies four. Go ahead. Now this dual power bomb hasn't come out yet, right? I don't believe so. Doesn't look familiar. Must have just blown right by it in previous previews. Farmhand twenty, firepower twenty three, gunslinger spawn. 
Hellcop 10 continues to have some cool covers on Hellcop. Yeah. Image number five. Interesting cover. Okay. Trying to read some of these items that are in here. Oh, yeah, because there's public domain three, and it's not out yet either. So it could be coming out this week, and I just I haven't looked at stack yet. So yeah, some of these third issues we haven't might might not have seen the first issues mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, that's all I've got for me. I think. Yeah, nothing really jumping off the page as far as the ongoing stuff. Just stuff I'm interested in, or stuff I'm not interested in. Walking Dead, still doing three covers per. We thought they'd be down to one or two, but no, still cranking three apiece. <laughs> yeah, still in the prison. <laughs> still in the prison. Got to be getting close. That's right. Hey, it's time for a thank you shout out to some of our patrons over at Patreon.com. We want to thank and shout out to Adam P., Eric H., John A, Andrew C, Bradley R, Aaron M, Darren W, John S, Dennis C, David D, Christopher E. Why am I just using their last initial of their last name? I don't know. Uh, I've seen other people do that, and so it must be like a privacy concern. We couldn't do the show without our patrons. It helps motivate us keep us engaged we probably would never have made it to 700 shows uh, without our patrons so thank you so much and be a part of it hey it's the good folks at comics for fun and profit reminding you that nobody patreons like we patreon so join us at c4fap and go over to patreon slash comics fun profit and sign up at a level of your choosing. There's various tiers with various goodies for you. Somebody, Something that everyone gets at any level is you get to be a part of our Slack channel community. And you get early and ad-free access to all our episodes. But wait, there's more. So go over to Patreon slash Comics Fun Profit and check out all we have to offer. We urge you, sign up today. All right, Drew, is this the point where we check out our good friends at CoverPrice.com to look at what is going on on the secondary market with some of our hot books and things to see if we have in our collections or to see if we can head over to our LCS and start digging through them dollar books and see what we can find. Yes. Let's start at rank 10 with Mind Management number one from 2012. Matt Kent's Sweet. IG account recently posted a picture with the word Mind Management, hoping to be able to talk about this soon while many immediately took this cryptic message to mean a content deal the most likely scenario has to do with matt kent's new mind management series launching in july under his imprint titled flux house kent will launch mind management bootleg at dark horse comics this will be the first time the series will be illustrated by artists other than kent regardless this created a surge of for speculators to buy into the first issue Tracked a little over 10 copies on the secondary market. $70 for raw copy. Man, it was worth more than that. It was 100 bucks for a while. What I the know. heck? 
At rank 9, we have Star Wars Darth Vader number 6. The recent death of the Grand Inquisitor should have reduced the value of this book. However, sales have recently uh, re remained... <laughs> Let me try English again. Sales have remained relatively steady. This may be due to Obi-Wan series writer Jody Harold confirming that the series will not break canon. And spoiler alert, we know Grand Inquisitor is alive for canon. One source of canon content is that the Inquisitor is still alive for Rebels, duh, animated series, which takes place five years after Obi-Wan. What does this mean for the Grand Inquisitor in the Obi-Wan series? We can only hold our breath as we go into the second half of the series this coming Wednesday. Back to tank, right? This, that thing's magic. It's like the Lazarus Pit of Star Wars. That or he ends up with some, uh, some robot guts, like half the other characters in Mando. Yeah, that's true. At rank 8, we have Batman number 423, the Todd McFarlane 2022 Mega, Megacon foil. So we had a ton of people at Megacon uh, getting these limited 400 releases. There are not many of them. Uh, we saw them going for as much as 500 friggin' dollars. Jeez. Yeah. The Boys, number one from 2006. As of June 3rd, The Boys are back. Amazon Prime debuted three new episodes of the third season leading up to this debut with a rekindled interest in the book that started it all. The Boys, number one, introduces many now iconic characters such as Billy Butcher, Huey Campbell, A-Train, Frenchman, and Mother's Milk. We tracked 13 copies in a CGC 9.8 going for as much as $400. At wow. rank six, we have Speed Racer number one from 1987, and I'm tired of talking about Speed Racer. $200 for a 9.8. Definitely. Thor, God of Thunder number two. This is, of course, Gore the God Butcher. I'm uh -huh. sick of talking about Thor. <laughs> I'm not sick of talking about Thor as much as I am as friggin' stupid Speed Racer, because there's nothing to that character. High sale of $427 for a CGC 9.8, which is actually down from 500 the previous week. Keep in mind that prices have been fluctuating for this book for years. However, this is a trend to keep an eye on. Its entry onto this title alludes that it may be down, but it's definitely not out. Spider-Man Miles Morales number 38, the 1 in 50 that just came out. Uh, you're getting about 100 bucks for it. We've saw it go as high as 104 So, not a bad little cover. So, meh, if you ask me. Yeah. Star Wars number 17 from the 2000 Dark Horse series. As the beginning of the second half of Obi-Wan Kenobi starts on Wednesday, there's plenty to speculate on from the last three episodes. One of the biggest nods to other Star Wars lore was Obi-Wan finding out that Lyra has assisted other Jedi in escaping the planet. In this scene, Obi-Wan asks Quinlan was here, which we know as Quinlan Voss, right? Right, right, Drew? We knew. Yeah, as soon as I heard the name, I was like, oh, that's gotta be from Rebels? <laughs> Lyra no. responds that Obi-Wan was not the only Jedi she has assisted this minor exchange was enough to ignite interest in Quinlan Vos's first appearance tracking 16 copies and $409 for CGC 9.8 so that's cool I like these old Dark Horse series going crazy yeah that's pretty awesome Avengers Forever number 6 from June of 2022 um, oh yeah it was that one the Avengers for Every series has been busy introducing a multitude of multiversal variants. 
In March, Avengers Forever 3 introduced the first female Moon Knight. We talked about that quite a bit, Drew. In this book, we see the introduction of a variant of T'Challa known as Vibranium Man. More importantly, the book shows Vibranium Man launched into the sun after residing in a Vibranium cocoon. We see a new T'Challa emerge from the cocoon in the form of Star Panther. Double first appearances? It sure seems that way. 127 copies tracked on the secondary market. Already Raw is going for $35, but they're settling back closer to the $15 range now that things have gone a little bit. 127 of these moved, really? Yeah, so people were were finding their place. Drew, we talked about this quite a bit. Grim number one second print. I uh, talked a lot about that, if you want to remember. Yep, you did. Grim number one is a brilliant new series from Boom. However, there is a narrow window between the release of the first print and the order that closed on the second print. Due to this, plus significant allocations, the second print cover has been scarce. The popularity of Grim and the low print runs contributed to the high amount of sales this week. 47 copies in the secondary market. Holy freaking crap, $100 for a raw copy. Did you? find one did not did not order that even though i think you picked it i did i didn't order it sorry at rank 11 we have star wars high republic avengers annual number one from 2021 this has a high republic easter egg in episode three that sent people searching for key high republic issues a symbol of the high republic is briefly visible as kenobi moves through a safe house um, specifically an iteration of the High Republic symbol from the novel Light of the Jedi. This issue also features the first appearance of Bell Zetafar, Ember, Indira Stokes, Loden Greatstorm, and Porter Engel. This week, this book is primarily due to the recent confirmation that Porter Engel will be getting his own solo comic series. Interesting. 11 copies sold. With a high sale of thirty-one fifty-nine. Another of my while. pick of the weeks. I believe it was. Uh, rank twelve, we have Black Panther number three. Tosin officially and finally appears in the upcoming Black Panther number seven. Once again, fans are picking up his first appearance in Black Panther number three, although they never really stopped. This was thirteen additional copies of this. Um, we're looking at two fifty five for nine eights, and raw copies around forty eight dollars. Yeah, that toast and stuff's been going crazy since the second he hit. Forever. Uh, rank thirteen, the sensational She Hulk number one from nineteen eighty nine. Um, excitement for She Hulk is up slightly, um, falling to our runner up list, and this sold forty copies with a high sale of one hundred and twenty two fifty. For a CGC 9.6. Rank 14, Thor 1, first cover appearance of Jane Foster. $270 for a CGC 9.8. 45 copies moved. At rank 15, we've got the Savage She-Hulk from number one, number one from 1980. Um, this one, 26 additional copies sold with a high sale of $889.95 for a CGC 9.8. Uh, 26 copies moved. Pretty good. And if the market is anything, this is when you're hitting your high mark on these She-Hulks. Once the series come out, they're still selling, but not for as much as the hype machine. Yeah, and they've all settled at their owners at that point. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, rank 16, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 38. 
the Christopher Allen Concept Design 1 in 10. Uh, this is what would happen if Miles' evil clone, Salim, won in a battle against our hero. His current arc aims to answer those questions. While searching for his Uncle Aaron, Miles comes across a new spider hero, Spider Smasher, who is none other than his grown-up baby sister, Billy, leading the rebellion against Salim. Fans knew this was coming due to leaks and solicitations, grabbing up this book and variants at speed as the hype built yuck this one in ten concept design from christopher allen is seeing some heat behind it with cover art front and center for spider smasher 21 copies sold high sale of 15 bucks for a raw what's the yuck part it's an ugly cover and a dumb concept gotcha at rank 17 another thor god of thunder number one uh this is the this is gore the god butcher and it sold um, 18 this is, copies. This is his first talked about appearance. His first spoken Mention. appearance. <laughs> yeah, the first mention of him, yes. With a high sale of 155 for a CGC 9.8. At rank 18, we have Marvel Secret Wars number 8. This is the Black Suit Spidey. Continues to sell 14 additional copies sold. High sale of $840 for a CGC 9.8. That uh, Marvel Cross Fortnite book, the issue five, has a variant that is a takeoff on this uh, Secret Wars cover. Oh, cool! And I was like, "Oh, cool! They're gonna have a, a, a neat looking uh, Spidey costume that's going to debut in Fortnite." It is one of the ugliest Spider-Man costumes I've ever seen in my life. So, is it black? I no. And no. I, when I initially saw it, it was kind of a, a blacked out, and you couldn't see what it was. I thought maybe it'd be like a mystery thing. But then I actually saw the actual thing, and it's oh, it's so ugly. It's, it's not good. No, it's essentially a Gundam. At rank 19, Spider-Man 2099, number one from 1992. Twelve additional copies of this sold. First appearance of Spidey 29. No, no. No, no. This is just the first solo. Um, and it sold 12 copies with a high sale of $200 for a CGC 9.8. Which is crazy. However, crazy. I was right. That book's selling like mad. But yep. I'm just mad at the ugly cover that I thought was going to be cool. Speaking of uh, thought it was going to be cool. Go ahead. <laughs> Rank 20. Rounding out our top 20. Moon Knight number one from 1980. Continues to sell, but only 14 copies. And our high sale of $280 for a CGC 9.6. Should be higher. Absolutely. That is a heck of a buck. Prepare yourself for Dork Day Afternoon, a brand new actual play podcast. You performers. Oh, that's fun. The brainchild of two brothers, spawned from their desire to crush the fictional hopes and dreams of their friends and loved ones. You remember what I said about being a, a monster of a GM? Someone has to be a monster, and the GM's the one who probably should be. Two shows every week. On Mondays, coming to you from the end of the world, two past midnight. The Twilight 2000 4th Edition campaign. As if being in prison wasn't stress enough. More is hell, gentlemen. And on Thursdays, the circus comes to town with Encore of the Lost, a playthrough of the Extinction Curse AP, written for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Failure to know! What is it, pumpkin? I'm looking at pumpkins! Roll for initiative. Natural 20 for a total of 24. 25. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Dork Day Afternoon. Listen, your life might just depend on it. 
But, Drew, we're heading over to our FOC. We want to see what the future holds and what we don't want to miss out on. Of course, FOC is our fine Lord Arcade. It's our last opportunity to add to a few things to our order and make sure we have them the day they come out. We get a wonderfully curated list from our good friends at Calabunga Comics and Dip deep discount comics that we peruse and have the weekend to make these tough tough decisions let's start with the books that are coming out from lunar distributions and our dc stuff for our foc and it looks like we have all kinds of dc books this time yeah it's an embarrassment of riches way too many to yeah to choose from holy moly dc and vault i should say yes yes that's true um, some great batgirls covers for issue eight some great Batman 125 covers. Yeah, these, Bat Girl, these Batgirls are very cool. Adele Otto for Batman 125. Yeah. Matina for Batman 125. That Inhyuk Lee for Batman 125. We're doing a 1 in 250 Chip Zdarsky that's terrible. Uh, and a 1 in 500 Jim Lee that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I like the jock. Yeah, the Zadarsky. I mean, somebody's going to buy it, uh, but it's terrible. It doesn't even look like he tried. <laughs> Batman Killing Time. There's a nice Ben Oliver, 125 Penguin. Pretty sweet. Doing some Black Adam stuff for Justice Society Files. I absolutely hate the cover B for Dark Crisis 2. Ugh. Yeah, it's a weird. That's a weird stance for them, isn't it? Yeah. People have been talking about the this DC versus Vampires cough, coffin edition. This uh, Lost Boys homage. Have you seen that with the cover? Uh, the cover A is a Lost Boys homage. But if you remember, we had the movie po posters that already had the Lost Boys homage, so. I liked yeah. that one better than this one, but it's still a very, very cool cover, and I very much like it. It is. And the, what's going on with the font in DC vs. Vampire's Crypt Edition? The the Carmine D. Gia Domenico. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming this is an homage, too. I'm just too stupid to have figured it out. Yeah. I don't know what that is referencing. The way Wonder Woman's laying across, it looks like some kind of teen comedy. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'll be kicking myself when I figure it out. <laughs> Can't believe Future State Gotham is still gone. Future State wasn't that just like a like a short lived little event mm -hmm. thing, and now we still have a series that's that's going from it. it must be selling, right? I was gonna say it's got to be making some money, or else they would be not doing that. I really thought for some reason I thought Joker was done, but <laughs> there's fifteen. <laughs> no such. Luck. It's the final. It's the final one. There it is.
Miss Meow. Oh, what that what publisher that is? There's some risque variants though. <laughs> Poison Ivy gets its sex, second issue. With another nice Jenny Frizen. That'll probably do well. The, the Frizen looks good. Yeah. They'll do well. They always do. <laughs> well, I am tempted because that's, I think, looks like independently orderable. Mm -hmm. And it is pretty nice. It's one I might have to consider. Oh, because she has a. Okay, so that's her cover B, but then she also has a 1 in 100 foil version. So that's no good. And that's pretty much all I had from them. So I'm going to hop down to Image and see what they're doing. So Image has the second issue of The Closet, which was the James Tinian Substack book. Now, I read the first issue, and it was pretty good. It was just like, just kind of short, like a little taste of it. So, pretty good. I, I think it's worth, worth reading. Bunch of firepower. We're on issue 22. Let's see. Philadelphia. Little Monsters gives us our fifth issue. I do like the cover B. Um, it's kind of a almost a Scotty Young-esque youthful cover. Pretty nice. Like young versions of the Little Monsters, even though they are young kids. Um, so that one's kind of tempting. I'll think about that one. Um, so we're launching the first issue of the Prodigy Icarus Society, a five-issue series. This is like the second or third Prodigy volume, so probably not much heat potential there. Saga reaches its 60th issue. 60 issues, can't beat that. Yeah. Um, Starhenge, Dragon, and Boar, number one. That's a horrible title. Yeah, it is a strange one. They're giving us plenty of covers. I'm not even sure what this thing is about. What is it? What's, what is its deal? That's Liam Sharp. Visually stunning masterpiece. Every single cover looks like a different book. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look the same. That's true. In the 15th issue of Texas Blood, I just read the first new, first issue of the new story arc, and it's really great. So I'm excited about that. We talk so much crap, but Walking Dead Deluxe 42 that Tedesto cover D is so cool looking. I love that cover. With um, the Kill em all, The Kill em All cover. Yeah, it's pretty great. They're doing five of this. This, well, this is a big one. 42. What happens in 42? Homie. 
Did they kill? Who did they kill? Homie, come on, man. I can't remember. It's been a long time. <laughs> this is a good one, man. That's good stuff. Well, who do they kill? Who do you think? The governor? <laughs> well, well, I mean, well, they kill, I guess they kill, well, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm getting my movie, my, my TV shows, and my comic lore <laughs> um, kind of conflated, too, so. What happened? I don't know. I think it was just governor. I think it's the death of governor. <laughs> just governor. <laughs> just the death of governor. There's that, um, when we get down into Dark Horse, there's that mind management bootleg. Um, I'm curious what M- Matt Kent's role is in this. And if he's just like, here's the keys to the kingdom. Have at it. Do whatever you want. But I love the idea of it. And I love that first, I love that A cover. So I'm giving her a shot. (laughs) Give her a shot. Yep. And actually nothing happens in uh, 42. Just Carol's death. I was wrong. Well, you got me all, made me feel all stupid. (laughs) I have a habit of doing that. Yeah, it's not not that tough to do. IDW, not seeing much. Surprise. What does Marvel have to offer us? Second printing for Amazing Spider-Man 2. Cover looks exactly the same. That's just so many missed opportunities there. Because it was a bad cover. It was like... It's a horrible cover, and you get a second print. Don't do a horrible cover twice. Oh, it's nice to see a cover that actually reflects what's going on in the plot of the book, though. You know, sometimes you don't even, you don't get that. It's just like, let's flip them upside down. Or it's a, there's a random character on the cover for whatever reason. Let's make him dopely leering at her while she walks off. That'll show him. Yeah, that's good. I don't care for the shades variants with the blinds level or blinds or whatever i don't i don't get it i still don't get it and they're still doing it they didn't ask me there's the first issue of daredevil though and i, I assume that's um is that uh Zdarsky back yeah really not a new era mm-hmm. but it says says it is but it's not really <laughs> he will fight you i guess just because fisk is gone well, look at Momoko channel a little David Aha on that cover of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. You know? A little reminiscent there. <laughs> yeah, that does look really good. We've got Moon Knight 13. I'm going to do a couple of covers there. Kind of like the, the gist variant with him standing on that. I do, too, with the club sign. Neon. Yep. 100%. Yeah, kind of nice. Punisher three, uh, the second printing. As a t- as a Seda variant, that is a um, 
that is a, that's a pull from an interior shot from that issue where they did young uh, Punisher. And so, like, they kind of changed his origin in this issue because we had been told up to this point that Punisher became Punisher because they killed his wife and kids, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in this issue, we're seeing a young Punisher, and he's kind of like a Punisher already, you know, taking care of business. Mm. And that's a that's a great that was a great panel with the like the smoke forming the the, the skull on his chest. The skull or the douchey Mandalorian symbol? You tell me. Which one is it? That's that's it gets douche. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nope, that's douchey Mandalorian symbol. You can barely tell. Douche tastic. Oh, what we do without hater millennials? Hater millennials. It's stupid. Everybody thinks it's, not it's stupid. stupid. Not a single uh, person thinks it's uh, it's a uh, good I, change. Th- I don't think it's a great change, okay. but I don't mind it. it, it okay. It is net positive or net negative a good change? I don't know. It's stupid. I don't it's stupid, and you know it's stupid. Just call stupid things stupid. Can I just enjoy comics? Am I allowed to You can just enjoy, enjoy comics, things? but this is something that's getting in the way of a book being a book. No. We have a Nike symbol, so let's give it horns. Just drives me nuts. Does that, did that person have braces? Yes. And a retainer. His tongue doesn't do what it's supposed to do. <laughs> okay, gotcha. It's like feels like fourteen. Yeah, middle school kid. Dale, get school out kid. of the house, man. <laughs> I see nothing in dynamite. Nope, just a couple cosplay something? covers. What's Boom giving me? Once and future twenty-seven. Holy crap! That wow. is such a good-looking Dan Mora cover. Yeah, you know, I, I really thought this book ran its course. Another of the great Drew prognostications <laughs> that, you know, ah, it's two arcs. That's it's pretty much told its story. I don't think I need to read anymore. And in five more arcs, <laughs> it's still going strong. Absolution number one, AWA. Peter Milligan, Diodato, Frank Cho. I mean, that's pretty good little mix there. Uh, something about a killer. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, Peter Milligan, Diodata on art. Frank Cho doing a cover. It's AWA, which you know is pretty good. You don't really need to know what the synopsis is. Just just pick that up. It's gorgeous. Stinking but gorgeous. Shall I give you the synopsis? Nina Ryan was a hired killer who brought nothing but pain and suffering to the world. Now she has a month to prove that she can change. A month to make up for her crimes and find absolution. Or the bombs that have been implanted in her head will explode, killing her instantly. Okay, so it's Suicide Squad. But but with atonement. So it's My Name is Earl meets Suicide Squad. Meets, well, what's the one where he had to inject stuff into his crank. body? Crank. Crank. Yeah. And it's speed. 
Yeah. <laughs> also speed with Keanu Reeves. Mm. That's why you shouldn't have read the shouldn't have read it. I know, but you were you were just pumping it up so much. I had to bring yeah, you, you back to down to earth take a little my, bit with take oh, my knees by, out from under by me. the way, she's filled with tiny bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Promethe thirteen. Promethe thirteen thirteen number one. See, I did the voice a little too much. <laughs> but is Andy Diggle doing the writing with a jock cover? Um, I haven't seen Andy Diggle for a while. It's a, a prequel to Promethe. Promethe. <laughs> I can't stop. I mean, how do you pronounce? You say it. I don't even know what you're le- talking about. You're so far off. It's Promethe. Promethe, and it makes you lift. <laughs> it does. It's pro-methy. <laughs> That's better. We're all pro-methy when you've had a hard day. Get the crystal out and smoke up. Jeez. Ninjas and Robots 13 has a cosplay cover that is to die for. The cover be so good. Uh-huh. Love it. And West of Sundown, number four. That's your boy, Tim Seeley. Yeah. Some some work there. I'm guessing that's like vampires. Mm-hmm. Looks vampire-y. Whiteout from Oni. It's Greg Rucka, Steve Lieber. Oh, wow. I don't remember it. Um, it's the 25th anniversary edition, and it's a facsimile for for Whiteout, which I don't, I'm not familiar $10. with. Ten um, dollars. Oh, jeepers, socks! Is it a how many pages of it? Doesn't say. I hope it's a lot of pages. <laughs> I hope it's not twenty for that. My goodness. Ugh, tough. Tough decisions, Kyle. Yeah. Interesting. Definitely not going to do what I thought I was going to pick. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I thought I was going to go with... I thought I was going to go with um, the Frizen uh, Poison Ivy cover. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely not. And I was also thinking about Little Monsters. I like that as well. Absolution got me a little bit, but then you took the, my, my legs out from under me on that mm-hmm. one. So I'm going to go with Mind Management Bootleg Number 1, the Matt Kent, Feral Dalrymple book. This is actually quite a tough one. I'm going to go with Absolution Number 1, cover B. Really? <laughs> really? Are you serious? Yep, just for fun. <laughs> Although we haven't had an AWA hit for a while. You're, you're going to go with the, with the cover B? I like the cover oh. Actually, no. I've, yes, I, I'm, the Cho. The Cho's better. The Cho's right? better, but I forgot about this heavy metal book. Did we talk about Entropy? Um, no. Entropy. This is the Christopher Priest book from Heavy Metal that I'd been looking at. Um, with a Bjorn Barron's cover. 
So that's the one I'd been talking about earlier and forgot about and actually skipped over. Heavy Metal's event series Entropy arrives from Black Panther and Justice League writer Christopher Priest and rising star artist Montas with covers by Bjorn Behrens from King Spawn. Breaking Bad meets Green Lantern in the origin of Heavy Metal's ultimate supervillain. I like the direction that Heavy Metal's going with some of its floppy books. More than it's collected edition stuff, and uh, I saw this in the solicit, and I thought it was pretty dope. So that's your answer, yeah. Over Although I don't, th- I didn't think it came out this week, but I see it here, so I'm going to call it. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at the hot ten. Of course, hot ten is our good friends at Comic bookinvest.com it is their top 10 hottest books of the week we are looking at their list from june the 10th and at rank one we have incredible hulk 449 this old book this has been on a pretty steady decline for almost a year then once a director is assigned to the potential movie boom 9.8 jumped back up to 500 or back up to 650 to 700 dollars this deal still feels like such a reach. It is highly unlikely that this team will be the team from any movie. This is Thunderbolts, of course. Ah. Oh, here's that 1 in 100 variant from Amazing Spider-Man number 3. 100, 1 in 100. Uh, here, uh, Hikaru Ueski variant. Uh, 182 $200. Actually, it's a very cool-looking cover. Clearly not the demographic for this current run of the new artist. I mean, good grief, is her right leg 40 feet long. Yeah, the art's a little weird, but... 200 bucks. Wow. Yeah. At rank... Well, three. it was a 1 in 100. Yeah, 1 in 100. So. Amazing Spider-Man, the movie, number one from 2012, moving up to $125 this week. There were a lot of sales of this and the 2014 version this week. It feels to me like the only thing people want at this point is autos and Spider-Mans, which is why this is selling, I guess. So I don't know much about that book. No, I, I think I, I thought in a previous version of this, they talked about it because of Andrew Garfield doing the tour circuit. Mm-hmm. And this is spiking because people want this for the... For the uh, autograph. Gotcha. For the autograph. Gotcha. At rank four, we have Beavis and Butthead 25. We're getting over $40 for all. There could have been a number of Beavis and Butthead ladder issues, if anything, between 20 and 28. This cover just cracks me up. My wife just rolls her eyes when I was watching the new trailer, and she heard, I am Cornholio. So So there's a new Beavis and Butthead coming? Correct. God. Web of Spider-Man number 36. A bunch of copies have sold of this first Tombstone appearance. 9.2s are over $100, and raw copies seem to be floating in the $30 to $50 range. Does someone have some kind of info that nobody else knows? Because what the heck? Well, Tombstone's heavy in this futuristic um, timeline in the new new Spider-Man series. Mm -hmm. And he's a really cool character. So maybe people are thinking they're going to spin him off. Yep. Give him some screen time. I don't know that he's made it uh, appearance in any MCU books yet or MCU films yet. Yep. 
I don't think so. so. It makes a lot of sense to me. At rank six, we have Thunderbolts 128 from 2009. This is the first appearance of Yelena Belova. As we said above, team appearances. First team appearance. Oh, I'm sorry. You're correct. First team appearance with Yelena Belova. As we said above, team appearances are sketchy at best outside of the main ones. $15 to $20 here seems about right. But at this point, I don't know what the rice price for anything is. At rank 7, DC Pride number 1, the Jen Martell 1 in 50 foil variant is going for $50. That doesn't seem like you're making any money. Um, I have said it before, and I will say it now. There, This is not a political or social commentary list. The comment that I have on this book is if you are investing, your buyer audience is going to be very small, and it is the same caveat on those, type, on these, those types of books. If your buy-in is low, have at it. Paying top dollar, you will get stuck with this for a while. At rank eight, Kyle picked this exact book. Fortnite crosses Marvel Zero War number one, the Marco Torini variant, between $40 and $50. Not sure exactly how this was distributed. Listings say it was a UK exclusive, but it was also sold at Midtown Comics. In any case, similar to when DC did the Fortnite books with the codes, these seem to be doing pretty friggin' well also. Yeah, we thought this was independently ordered. Well, we talked about it saying some sort of UK thing, but it being the coolest cover. And I'm sure enough, I was right. At rank nine, Poison Ivy, number one, the Frank Cho 1 in 50. That is a gorgeous cover. 50 to $60. If you haven't noticed, this week was not a good week for sales. Gas prices are killing comics, among other things. This is a good-looking Cho cover, though, so it sneaks into the list. At rank 10, Marvel Comics presents number 19 from our good friend Varios. This is a 10 to $15 book. Well, okay. Damage control speculation? Ugh. And heading in... Is that like... Is that like... Is this the first appearance of damage control? Yes. In this book? Correct. And it's only 10 bucks. Yes. That seems like a bargain. Yeah. And our honorable mentions, we have primer number two... In the past couple of weeks, there have been separate 9.6 sales of $2,800, and this week, three grand, which is all big highs. This is the first appearance of Grendel? Yep. And our other honorable mention, Sun Girl, number one, a Canadian comic written by Stan Lee with art Ken Bald. Dang, a pre-Marvel Stanley number one with a female cover, and then a Canadian version of this to boot. Eight grand sounds like a lot, but for an 8.0 copy, maybe that's not. Yeah, I've not, this is the first time I've ever seen this book. Yeah. Never heard of it. Very cool. All right, Drew, now it's time for what everybody's been waiting for, the sneak peek at next week. Let's look at the new books coming up in your local comic book shops this Tuesday and Wednesday. Let's head on over to Lunar Distributions and look at the DC books. Loving that Batman Urban Legends uh, Jickery cover. Yeah, that with Zatanna. Zatanna. That's awesome. It's really nice. Really nice. And I also love the Batgirls 7, the Kim Jacinto cardstock. Very good looking yeah. Batgirl on the cover of that one. Dare Chu with a very Batman. good Urban Legends cover as well. Yes, yes. I am Batman number 10 gets a wraparound cardstock, which is really nice. Some really nice pride variant stuff, but I'm not specking on them. I don't think they're selling. Mm -mm. Uh, Disgusting 
uh, Sandman Universe, Nightmare Country, Eyes Eating Steaks. Yuck. Yeah. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I like the Past the Mountain Louis Joyce cover B, the uh, Rosie the Riveter homage. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that at first. Very nice. Pretty much all I saw there. Yeah, man, I went back past that Sandman cover again on accident, and now I'm creeped out again. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Previews. Uh, Clementi- Go ahead. Yeah, Clementine gets a graphic novel in Image, uh, 14 bucks. Don't know how you can capitalize on that, but it's cool. Such a good character. Cool, cool. There's the first do do a power bomb. It comes out this week. We I had asked that question earlier. Mm-hmm. Also, the first and seven sons. Robert Wyndham, Kevin Mao with beautiful Jai Lee art. I'm excited about the second issue of Eight Billion Genies. So who's doing the Seven Sons? Robert Wyndham. Yeah, you just you're just you're just there for the Jai Lee. Why would you not? He's worth that four dollars in and of himself. I could care less if the book's about you know writing a letter. Oh, he's doing interior. Yes, he is for the first time on a creator-owned book since 1994. Let me look. Yep, it's good looking, Jai Lee. Yeah. What was that book we really liked by him? Was it Dream Thief. That sounds right. That yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Too many books. Too many books, too many books. Now there's, now see there's Walking Dead 41. The the cover, that's Carol killing herself. Yeah, which is actually what happens in 42. Yeah. Get your crap together, Kirkman. Who are you to throw stones at Robert Kirkman? I just love the fact that they pulled Stephen Platt out of the, wherever he was to do (laughs) covers for this. That's really awesome. Yeah. And how am I not how am I not collecting those? Why am I not Because we're forty one issues into you saying that. Yeah. I should be though. That's uh, that's got me written all over. Amazing Spider Man number one, the second printing of the John Romita Jr. cover. Surprisingly enough, the Ben Rise Ben Riley Spider Man not going to second print because it's stupid. <laughs> That's hard. Captain America Sentinel of Liberty. I love the Scotty Young cover. The Scotty Young covers are coming complete full circle for me. I'm loving them again. Yeah, you love them. You love them. You got sick of them. You love them yep. again. Now, Fantastic Four is on issue forty four. I believe slot leaves at forty six, which is weird. I thought he would at least make it to fifty. Um, but yeah, it looks like he's leaving at 46. I don't know where he's going. I don't know who's taking over this book. I am big, 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 big. I am big mad on Hulkling and Wiccan number one from Marvel coming out this week with a awesome, uh, cover from a girl peach. I think this will be two characters that will pop when we get our young Avengers and then people will be going for their quote unquote first solo together appearance, blah, blah, blah. Uh And this will be something that moves. So you will want to have that. Yeah. So Hulkling and Wiccan, you know, 
There's a lot of different things you might buy this for, but that's, I'm specking on that. Buy, hold, wait for the MCU announcement. Yes. Gotcha. Love the cover on Spider-Gwen, Gwenaverse 3, the Greg Land homage with the Wolvie cover. Like Uh the Wolvie cover. More than the Cappy cover. And I don't want to look at the Savage Spider-Man 4 cover because it gives me nightmares. Man, Moon Knight Black, White, and Blood, number two. Both covers. So good. Both covers, pretty smoking. Yes. Yeah. Man, worth the price of admission alone. There's my too, oh, too bad. Oh, there's my cover. Star Wars Bounty Hunters 24 Sprouts. Choose your own destiny. General Grievous cover. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. But that's just me. Am I looking at which one? Oh, okay, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, that was a good one. Holy crap. I love this Dowderman cover for Wolverine 22. That's awesome. Russell Dowderman? That's worth having. Yeah, he's good. That's so good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, you've got to have that for your collection. That's an awesome looking book. That's almost that's that's so much reminiscent of some of the Derek Chu stuff. That, yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, that Rose Besh cover of Silk that I wanted it gives me flashes of that. Are we picking up that Grim Three, Grim Third yeah, printing of yeah, issue yeah. one? Yeah, you're grabbing all the Grim you can because that book's on fire. Even even the third printing of issue one. Second printing will be the lowest print run on it, but third will be worth having because they'll probably go to five, and you'll want to have several different copies of different printings. Subsequent okay. later now or here. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's a good-looking cover. While you're at it, pick up the foil for two. Power Rangers 20 has a cool-looking cover. But I'm not doing it. Power Rangers has burnt me too much. Yeah. Aftershock's going to give us a calculated man, Paul Tobin, and Alberto Albuquerque. Maybe that's Raphael's brother? Sure. Cousin? Maybe. I don't know. Looks pretty good. Albatross Exploding Funny Books, issue number one. Gives us more goon. Mm -hmm. Gotta have more goon in our life. Bill and Ted Roll Dice, number one, from Opus Comics. That's cool. So if they're going to be at any cons, that's a good one because it's photo cover. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's photo cover. It looks like a photo it's, cover. Yeah, it's definitely a photo cover. Guilt on its third issue of five from Ahoy. Endangered number one from Blood Moon Comics. Humanity has become an endangered species following a nuclear war. The survival of the species rests within a group of scientists aboard a low-orbiting space station. We've seen it before, and we're going to see it again. Uh, 
Anything else, Drew? Um, no, I mean, I think, yeah, I think I've seen all I need to see. These Street Fighter swimsuit issues sell very good as well. Those are some cool covers there. Um, I could like the cover B on those more than the cover A. Yeah. All right, Drew, this is one of the podcasts where I ask for your pick of the week. What's the one book that you've got to fly out there and make sure you get? Because it's going to be worth something. You know, I'm kind of lukewarm today. You know, that calculated man piqued my interest. Mm -hmm. I started looking at the Urban Legends cover B. But, you know, I can't really get past... Do a power bomb from my Murder Falcon guy, yeah. Daniel Warren Johnson. I, I I'm going to give him a shot here if he can if he can strike that same tone as uh, he did with Murder Falcon. It'll it'll hook me. It is about wrestling, which I don't like. <laughs> um, so that that doesn't do anything for me. But I'm going to give him a shot anyway and see if he can he, he can pull me in. So I don't know which cover to go. I guess I'll go with A. Neither one of them will do anything for me, but I'm going to go with A. Love that grim third print. Love my dude, General Grievous, on his Bounty Hunters cover. Uh, love that Gwenaverse 3 Greg Land homage. Uh, uh, yeah. Love some a lot of stuff this week, a lot of really cool stuff. But I'm going to just put my money with Hulkling and Wiccan, number one. I don't think this is going to be an immediate thing, but I think... This will pay dividends when we yep. get the Young Avengers of it all. Buy a stack of them, right? Amen. Do yeah. A baker's dozen. All right. We do yeah, it. we thank you for tagging along with us through all the goings on in the world of comic books with Drew and myself. We thank you so much. If you want more of Drew and myself, head on over to our Patreon page. Throw us a couple bucks. Be part of our Slack channels, our conversations. Get our stuff ad-free and early. We cannot wait to see you there. So for Drew and for myself, see ya. Our LCS is Cowabunga Comics out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. And their mail order company, Deep Discount Comics. Um, and we went there and, and we were actually invoice number 0001. We are the we were the very first <laughs> their very first customer, um, which was kind of cool. They've been nothing short of fantastic customer service wise. Discounts they were very close, if not the same or better than DCBS on a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. Over and above uh, customer service wise, always taking care of us, going the extra mile, so responsive, getting instantaneous. Uh, responses back to uh, questions about things and to the point where knowing the stuff you like and anticipating your needs and having it suggested to, that you might want to add this to your order already uh, before you even have to think about about it that's kind of cool really quality experience so we, we love working with Calabunga and Deep Discount and that's why they're in our show notes every single episode and have been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes mm -hmm. that we leave them there because we like them. They're 
cool, good people. That's why they're in there. By God, they'd tell you to if you've got a local comic book shop that you love, stay with them because every, everybody needs to support their local comic shops. But if you're looking, check them out. You can check them out in, in the show notes. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of them. Either get on their list just so you can check and see what kind of FOC and pre-order stuff they have and the discounts, and they'll send it to you um, each month, get you on that email list. And you can check out their shop because they have a great shop of exclusive Cowabunga mm-hmm. variants. Amazing stuff. Yes, they've always been there for us, and we take them for granted. So there you go. Now you, now you know. 